continuing in our second week of our series called Renewed. And uh, last week, we, we broke open the scripture, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. And this, uh, the, the verse had talked about how when we wait upon the Lord, he will renew our strength, mount up. We would be mounted on wings like eagles. We run and not grow weary, walk and shall not faint. And so what we're going to do for the next few weeks is we're going to look at this idea of being renewed. And so this week, we're, we're talking about renewed strength, re renewed strength, what that looks like how it's a little different than how culture defines strength, uh, but I think it's so necessary. And so for that, we're going to be in the text, 1 Samuel chapter 24. 1 Samuel chapter 4. And if you don't have your Bibles, don't worry, we have it on the screen behind me. And it says this. It's a very, very funny uh, text. It says, So Saul took 3,000 able young men from all Israel and set out to look for David and his men near the crags of the wild goats. Verse 3, he came to the sheep pens along the way. Cave was there and Saul went in to relieve himself. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, this is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. This morning, briefly, I want to talk to you from the subject, fix your flex, fix your, or, or depending on how you grew up, fix your flex, you know, choose your own adventure here at Discovery. Uh, let's pray and then we'll get started. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for what you're doing in this place. God, we thank you uh, for this opportunity that we have to be here this morning. And God, I pray that you would just uh, have your way. Have your way. Holy Spirit, we recognize you as our guest of honor this morning. Pray that you would do what only you can do, that we would leave here changed, we would leave here better, but not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. We love you. We honor you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, everybody say Amen. 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 So before Vanessa and I started Discovery, we were youth pastors, and we love being youth pastors. Uh, we were youth pastors for seven years, and one of our favorite things to do was once we were married is to have the youth over our house. And, and one thing that the youth loved to do when they were at our house was play video games. They loved playing video games. Uh, they loved playing Street Fighter. For some of you, you have no idea what that is, but, but they loved playing Street Fighter. They loved playing Madden. And uh, they would always, it, it never failed, they, they, they would always talk so much mess when they played video games with me. Never failed. So we'd play Street Fighter and they would, they'd be like, come on, old man. <laughs> PJ, you don't know, you're an old man. And they would just like talk so much trash to me of how I was horrible at the game or, or how I didn't know how to play the game because of my age. And, and because I, I was a mature, young, God-fearing man, I would just, I would just, uh, I would just receive it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't do anything, and I'd be like, "You're right. I was humbling." Uh, but there was this one time, in fact, where where I was playing this kid in Street Fighter, and he was like 11 or 12 years old. I, I, I don't know, and and, he, and we were playing, and uh, he was, I was just letting him beat me. I was letting, him, and he was just, "You're horrible." And something rose up inside of me. And I was like, okay, 
Let's show him a lesson. See, because what he didn't know was that I was raised on Street Fighter. Your boy played Street Fighter with, like, Nintendo. So, like, I was old school Street Fighter. And I was like, I'm going to show this kid right now. And so we saw, I was like, hey, let's play one more time. He's like, okay, whatever. You know, he's going through puberty. So he sounds like that. And, um, and, and so, so we just started playing, right? And I was just like, Hadouken, Hadouken. If you don't play Street Fighter, you have no idea what I'm talking about. And I'm, and I'm just like, I'm just demolishing him. I am like whooping on him. Like, I, I, and I'm like, and I'm so, I just start talking trash. I was like, you want some of me, sir? And I'm like, I'm just getting into the moment right now, okay? And as I'm playing him, as I'm beating him, as I'm talking trash, I look over to him, and he's over here like, shut up. He, he, was, he was playing, but he was getting beat so bad, he was crying. He started crying, and, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's what. I'm... Oh. <laughs> now I gotta be honest. Part of me was like, yes, that's what I thought. Keep crying. Go home. Tell your mama. I don't even care. <laughs> they gonna fire me? No. You know, I just. <laughs> But then the other part of me, the, 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 the godly side, was like, yo, you're an adult. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Be mature. And, and the reason why I'm telling you this, this story, besides you having me judge me, you judging me, <laughs> uh, the, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because really in hindsight, my response, I should have just chilled, right? Like I should have, I should have just because I knew I was better than him. I knew that my game was stronger than him. And so like in hindsight, I should have just been chill and then just like let him, let him beat me. But there was something that, that stirred inside of me that just, it, it, it pulled me to want to flex my strength on this guy. It, if you are unfamiliar with this word flex, it's just to be like, oh, what? <laughs> and so, so, so like, I should have chilled. I should have just been paid. Like, I should have just been like, Jesus, take the wheel. But, but there was something inside of me that just wanted to flex my strength on this poor little boy. <laughs> now, you can judge me all you want to. But at the end of the day, if you are honest, I bet those that are in this room, those that are viewing us online, that there has been a moment in time where you were better, stronger, faster than someone else. And rather than just sitting back and chilling, you too flexed your strength on someone. And so, so this idea of like us just, there's something inside of us that we just we want to flex it. And if that's you, I got great news for you. It's not your fault. It's not your, in fact, we, we are just the byproduct of society. We're, we're, in fact, we're a byproduct of culture because we live in a culture, we live in a society that, that really affirms us flexing our strength. We live in a place where it's like you either are going to dominate or you're going to be dominated. 
And so we got a whole bunch of people walking around flexing our strength. And our, our strength, like strength can be looked at different ways. Flexing physical power. Flexing our intellectual strength. Flexing our, our strength in, in our finances. And we just walk around, we're like, and it's our natural tendency to just want to flex our strength, to flex what we, so that we are not the ones that are being dominated on. And we just walk around, we're, we're just like, yeah. And we walk around just, just flexing our strength, this idea of, of the strength of imposing our will on someone or something. And, and we, live in this, we live in this culture, this society, where people are doing it. And we walk around, and, and everyone, because everyone's doing it, and it's a cycle. It becomes a cycle. Because the moment that I want to flex my strength on someone, that person that I, that I flex my strength on, that's now on the ground, like we leave, we leave trails of, of just people that we broke, that we hurt, because we want to walk around like, Ugh, I got more money than you, Ugh, I'm smarter than you, Ugh, I'm stronger than you, and we just flex in everywhere. And we leave, we leave a trail of people that we hurt, but it's a cycle. So that person we hurt, once they finally get up and they dust themselves off, they're like, I don't want to deal with this again. So then they're going to be driven by, by this culture-defined strength. And so they're going to get strong in some way, and they're going to be like, now I'm going to dominate you. And they dominate that person, and that person's on the ground, and that person's like, I don't want to be dominated. So then they try, and it's just this, this cycle. Of, of, of hurting people, the cycle of flexing my strength on people. And we become a culture, a society obsessed with strength. We, we, we become a culture that is obsessed with wanting to flex our strength because we don't want someone to flex on us. Now, here, here, here's the, the good news, is that not all strength is bad. In fact, in fact, uh, there, there, there is a strength that, that Jesus wants to have in your life and in my life. And it's a renewed strength. It's a renewed strength. And so like this idea of renewed, we looked at last week, that Hebrew word re renewed, it meant uh, to change because of someone or something. And so it's important to understand that, that we don't want to have a restored strength because the, the old way is broken. It doesn't work. Mm. But, but Jesus wants to do a new strength inside, give you a new strength, a new divine strength. And so what we discover is that Jesus, in his most famous sermon ever, he gives us this, this, this definition of this new type of strength that he wants you and you and myself to have. And he gives us this definition in Matthew chapter 5 in verse 5. And I believe we have it. And he says this, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. 
Now, we talked about the, the Beatitudes. We did a series a couple months ago. Uh, but this, that word meek is the word in Greek, praus. And this word, I love this word because it, it, it really defines this, this idea of strength. And so this word praus, it, what, what, it, what it means is, is to have strength in power, to know that you have strength and power over everything. That's culture defined strength. To have, to have strength and power, but to have self-control, to refrain because you are conscious of someone else. I'll read that again. That the word meek can be translated to have strength and power to do whatever you want. That's strong. That's strength. To have strength and power to do whatever you want, but to self-control to refrain for the benefit of someone else. Now, what I should have told you is that, hey, I'm going to give you the definition of strength that Jesus wants you to to have in your life. But I should have prefaced with, hey, you're not going to like it. Because on the surface, it doesn't sound like strength. In fact, on the surface, it sounds more like weakness. And because Jesus, Jesus said, hey, the people that will inherit the earth, the people that will live in the fullness of what I have for them right here on earth, it's people who know that they're powerful, who know that they're strong, but they have enough self-control to refrain themselves from dominating other people because they're conscious of other people. And this is the type of strength, this renewed strength that Jesus has and desires for all of us who follow him. And so, interestingly enough, it's this type of strength that we read in the text of 1 Samuel chapter 24. So a quick backdrop of what's taking place. King Saul, he's the man. Everyone loves King Saul. Everyone is like, King Saul, you're amazing. But this little, this little guy came on the scene, this guy named David. And, and he came on the scene and uh, he killed this giant. You probably never heard this story. <laughs> and er- after David killed this giant, everybody was like, yo, David, you're the man. And King Saul got jealous. King Saul was like, oh, no, I'm the man. And so King Saul, he put a bounty on David. He's like, I'm, we're, I'm just going to kill David and it'll be perfect. Everybody will be focused on me again. And so King Saul, he puts a bounty on David. And that's where we end up in 1 Samuel chapter 24. He's, there's this, uh, they're, they're, they're chasing Saul and his 3,000 men. They're chasing, they're chasing David. And David and his men, they hide in this cave. They're deep in this cave and they're hiding. They're like, maybe he will never find us here. But Saul and his men, they're good because they get near to where he's at and they're they're, they're searching for David. And all of a sudden, King Saul's like, hey, guys, let's pause. Restroom break. Anybody? Is it just me? Okay. Restroom break. I'll be right back. And so I imagine Saul, he just like gets to, he goes into the cave. Scripture says he goes into the cave and he's like, looks like a good place. He's like, he's like, whew, 
cold. And he's, he's sitting there. And he said, I think he was going too. Because it says that David was able to come up behind him. And so here's King Saul. He's doing his business. Pit stop, y'all. And, uh, and, and he's going to the bathroom. And, and the text is, is, is very, very clear that while Saul is using the restroom, David and his men that were far back in the cave, they're like, hey, David, now's your chance. Now's your chance to kill the person that's trying to kill you. Now's the chance to flex your strength. David, now's the time. And so the text says that David, he goes up, and in this moment, he has an opportunity to, to, to kill, to show his strength, to kill the person that's trying to kill him. But rather than doing that, the text says that he cut a piece off of Saul's cloak. And then he goes back. And in this moment, what we see is, 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 is David, he, he's flexing his strength, but it's not flexed in the manner in which culture defines strength. And so briefly in six minutes, I want to give you three characteristics, three characteristics of renewed strength. Because it's a different type of strength. It's not strength that we're used to. It's, it's, a, it's one that actually, I would say, doesn't even come natural. But it's this renewed strength that David shows that Jesus desires his followers to have. This renewed strength. And so number one, uh, the, the first renewed strength, first characteristic, excuse me, of renewed strength is this. Renewed strength has conviction. Renewed strength has conviction. Check out verse five. I believe we have it up there. It says, afterward, David was conscious stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. So David's like, David's like, he's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, no, maybe I'm not going to kill him. I'm just going to cut. And then he goes back to the guys. He's like, look what I got. Yeah. But something overwhelmed him. In his moments of what could have been his, his victorious moment, something like, Something happened inside of his life. Something happened inside of his heart because in that moment that he cut off that rope, the scripture says that he was convicted. His conscience was stricken. That something inside of him convicted his heart where he realized what he did was not okay. See, culture defines strength says, get what you want, get what you need, and walk away. Culture-defined strength is all about me feeling better. Yeah. Wow. Renewed strength is, is all about recognizing how my flex is affecting those around me. And so David, he cuts, his, he cuts off the robe, and, he's, and like, he, he wants to celebrate, but he realizes, man, I shouldn't have done what I did. Wow. He became aware of what his actions were towards King Saul. Yeah. And I think it's very important, too, to, to, to look at the circle around him. Be, because the people around him were like, hey, dude, now's your chance to kill him. 
You know what's crazy? They even said, this is what God has for you. Wow. Uh-oh. You better watch out with the people who you allow to speak in your life. Just because they use the G word doesn't mean it's God ordained. Hello. And so, so here he, they're like, God, God has given this to you. And so I got to be aware of the people around me. And I have to decide if I'm going to listen to those around me or the person inside of me. Because there's a huge difference. And so, so, so here, here, here is, he, he's conscious stricken. He's like, oh my gosh, I should never have done this. And then here's the second characteristic because time's going by quick. My God. Re- second characteristic of renewed strength. Renewed strength shows honor. Renewed strength shows honor. Check out this verse of what happened. So, so David, he feels bad. Something's like, he's like, I shouldn't have done this. He feels bad. So then watch what, what happens in verse eight. Then David went out of the cave. He called out to Saul, King Saul, my master. When Saul looked behind him, David bowed down. Wow. He lay down flat with his face toward the ground. Picture this. David felt so convicted of flexing his strength on his perceived enemy that when he went to King Saul, he was like, I can't even look at you, King. I'm so sorry, King. He, he was honoring him. This, it, was a, it was a posture of honor, of just laying down. See, we say here at Discovery all the time, your physical posture dictates your spirit posture. And so here, here is David. He, he's like, I feel so bad that I'm just, I'm coming before you. See, culture defines strength puffs up. It's like, huh. Renewed strength bows down. And so he was, here he was, he was bowed down. But I, I think it's very important to understand that he wasn't bowing down to King Saul's actions. But he was bowing down to King Saul's position. And there's a difference. And so when I'm honoring people, I need to understand that I'm not honoring the actions that they took to hurt me. But I am honoring the person that they were created in the image of. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 says that we were created in the image of God. And so I, when I honor someone, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like saying like, ah, oh, you're the best because you tried to. He tried to kill David. But, but King David, or excuse me, he wasn't king yet. But David, he, he rather than, than flexing his strength, he just, he laid down. He said, I honor you, king. I honor the position that you hold in my life. Like you tried to kill me, that stinks. But I honor who you are. And the band can come up. That probably helped me wrap up. And so we're talking about like how, how there's a different type of strength. And that we're, we, we, don't, we don't want culture-defined strength because that gets us nowhere. Yeah. 
But Jesus wants to do a renewed strength. And we're talking about characteristics. The first characteristic, renewed strength has conviction. Number two, renewed strength shows honor. And number three, this one's going to be hard. I'm just giving you a warning. Renewed strength relinquishes vindication. Wow. I told you, you're going to hate that one. That one stinks. That one stinks. Look what, look what David said. He said, may the Lord judge between you and me. This is verse 12. And may the Lord pay you back because of the wrong things you have done to me. He said, but I won't do anything to hurt you. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. Nah. See, because culture defines strength is all about making me feel better. Isn't it? Like, like when I'm worried about culture defined strength, it's, it's uh, I'm going to get my pound of flesh because of what you did to me. But renewed strength is different because renewed strength is not about me feeling better. Renewed strength is about me saying, God, I give it to you. John, but you don't understand what they did to me. God, I'm giving it to you. John, you don't understand how bad they hurt me. God, I'm giving it to you. Because my role is not judge. It is not vindicator. My role is to say, God, I want you to do something. David said, I want God to get his revenge. I want God to get to, to get you back. But he said, as far as me, I will have nothing to do with it. I'm saying, God, it's all you. Whatever you desire, it's on you. My hands, I, I'm walking away. And so, so, so we're talking about this idea of, of, of renewed strength. How culture, we have culture to find strength, and then we have renewed strength. And, and, and here's the difference. Here's, Here's why I think Jesus wants to renew our strength rather than just restoring it to some old type of strength. It's because when I when I am worried and concerned about culture-defined strength, I push people further away from Jesus. When I'm more concerned about renewed strength, people don't understand what the heck is going on. And I believe it draws people to Jesus. The text says it is his kindness that draws men to repentance. Not your flex, not your strength, not you trying to go around and knocking everyone down so you can be ahead in life. It's his kindness that draws men to repentance. And so God wants to he wants to renew a strength inside of you. And it looks different. It feels different. It's probably harder. But he has it for you. 